So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. Oh, boy. This is a jam-packed episode. So much news from AEW, WWE. Speaking of WWE, you can see him right there. He's the champion of both Raw and SmackDown. Does this mean we're getting the brand split ending, the divisions of the WWE brands uh, on the main roster? Is that going to change? We'll talk about that moving forward. Plus, Kushida is reportedly done with the WWE. The Japanese junior heavyweight legend could be heading back to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Plus, Adam Cole recently commented on his professional relationship with someone who's had a lot of influence on him, Triple H. And Io Shirai is dealing with a pretty serious leg injury. We'll talk about how that affects her future. And speaking of no injuries, Stone Cold Steve Austin, the Bionic Rattlesnake. What? what? Doing all right, coming out of WrestleMania. We got a couple of watchouts there in the chat. Oh, we're not done. We have 22 years of Randy Orton. Randy, we're going to talk about him. And as if that wasn't enough, as if that was not enough. We have even more news that could affect the future of AEW and WWE free agency. Oh, yeah. We got your tribalism, baby. The pot is hot. It's Sports Kid Wrestling. Top story of the day. You share the link or you stink. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. They know it. You, you, we say watch. Then they say out. Watch. Out. out. Watch out. There we go. Out. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. King is with us. I'm out. That is uh, Jose G down in Florida. In Nebraska, if you ask you, Jeremy Bennett as well. Uh, I love seeing all the familiar faces in here. If you're with us for the first time, get into the chat. Jump on Jump on the screen. I love people who are with us five days a week. We love it here. New York City in the house. If you're watching for the first time, tell us where you are watching from. We would love to hear about it. A lot of news to get into today about the brand split, about AEW, a potential big act from AEW that has interest from WWE. We will get into that before the end of today's episode. Um, a lot of news. Just a lot of news breaking right before we went live here today, too. So let's get right into it. The WWE brand split. What is the future of it? So we now have Roman Reigns holding both the WWE Championship and the Universal Championship after a clean victory over Brock Lesnar at a WrestleMania. Okay. Uh, add to it here that we now have the title for unification for the tag team titles between the Usos and RK Bro coming up at WrestleMania Backlash, the upcoming pay-per-view here. So that would lead one to think that maybe WWE is kind of wrapping up this whole brand split thing, which they've done on and off here and there. And the lines have blurred. You see talent from Raw and SmackDown in each other's shows, but for the most part, they compete, you know, there. You also have the women's tag team titles, which can float from brand to brand. Uh, but this one's interesting here. So what's the word on this from old Unky Dave Meltzer? Old Uncle Dave. Yes. Well, there, are, yeah, there. Of course, there's been rumors with uh, all the title unifications uh, possibly happening. Uh, but uh, internally, 
there uh there is not uh, an expectation of merging the rosters completely it was noted that vince could change his mind as he does many times in his in his lifetime uh, but right now the direction is to keep the brand split i'm sure probably some of that probably falls on uh some of the edict of the uh, networks as well uh but uh as you know the uh, titles were brought together at wrestlemania 38 with uh, the world titles and of course there was a rumor that a new title was going to be introduced that new title has not been introduced yet so that's a kind of a further indication that there's not going to be a brand split um and uh you know i I would just expect whoever's going to win the tag match is probably going to be on both shows for a while and uh, eventually uh you know lose it to some team i think i think rk bro comes out the winners on this one at least they should because they've been together for a year they were only supposed to be together for a day and their reactions keep on getting bigger <laughs> and bigger on Monday night raw. So are you, are you secretly wanting RK bro to fail? Is that why is like, are you just like, because they were only supposed to be for together for that. But now that you're almost like surprised. I've been, they've been together. No, I'm long. saying, I'm saying they should win that unification match because they have been as big popularity wise as they've ever been a year later. They've been able to sustain this for a year. Uh, just listen to the crowd, uh, especially last night. Oh, they, absolutely. It's question here. This the is a good question here from David, David Barclay. Uh, David Barclay uh, uh, from the Barclay Center. Thank you so much. Uh, of the Barclay Center family. Uh, he says, does this sort of reaffirm that Raw will be leaving USA? That is worth noting. TV contracts are coming up within the next year here. Uh, for, uh, I believe that's that's the Fox deal and the NBC Universal USA deal are coming up. Universal title was, of course, something they requested. It is something they requested. I think both TV shows, both TV partners deserve a world champion on their show. Uh, but now you get Roman Reigns kind of floating back and forth between show to show here. Uh, that's the way it looks here. It is. Here's the thing. Everyone's like, oh, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. I'm not bothered by it. I'm not bothered by it yet. Is that fair to say? Because it's still so new. I want to see how this kind of moves along into the summer. I think writing it off before they even get to do it is kind of silly. Like, can you do a champion like this who holds both titles and defends both of them on both shows? I tell you uh, what, Ro- though, if they leave USA, what's that mean for Peacock? I mean, what is it? Yeah, what does that mean for the Peacock deal? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I highly doubt that they will leave the USA Network and Universal. Mm-hmm. I think they resign with them. Uh, but I do. I did want to kind of scale back a little bit on this just because you know when we're talking about uh you know these companies wanting to you know change networks or things like that uh, you know there's a lot of things that, that happen behind the scenes that we really don't pay attention to and we, we don't know mm-hmm. um so i think that i i have a really strong feeling that they're probably going to just stay with nbc universal and peacock i think they've done really well by them and they're making a whole lot more revenue than they ever did while being with peacock so it just makes yeah, sense yeah the t- and also, it's a profitable show. I know some people, I saw some people tweeting out this Brandon Thurston number from last night's Money at Raw. The overnight rating for it was the lo- mm-hmm. was the lowest number they've had since January. Um, but it's still a top five show. It's still, like, it it's still a top It's still a top five show on cable. It's still a profitable show overall for the long run. And also, as I've always said to you, overnight ratings have a margin of error between 25 yeah. to 30%. Like, they don't include anyone who watches a show on Hulu. I think overnight ratings are weighted too much. I get what they are. I get what they're worth. I get what they determine an ad rate and all these different yeah. things. It's a part of the business. But I'm not saying we shouldn't take them with weight. 
they just don't mean as much as they once did. There's an edge that isn't there with the ratings. Yeah, that. my thing is like the internet always wants to like want to know what's going to happen three, four, five, six months ahead of time. Why don't you just enjoy the ride on what's being being told in front of you right now? The story of Roman Reigns being the undisputed WWE Universal Champion and having this incredible run. Why don't we just enjoy the story, enjoy the ride? Right now, this is a new chapter. WrestleMania closed one chapter. Now into another cha- into another chapter. Just enjoy the ride. Who cares I'm, what's coming up in the next six months? I'm being told, please don't defend the disaster. I'm not defending the disaster. I'm just talking about how ratings don't mean as much as you think they do. Like, actually... like, like these ratings don't mean as. I'm not. I'm, that is, that is, this is my not me spouting off on last night's show in general. It was a better it, than average raw last night. Actually, it was I a thought. good raw. It was. I, I mean, I, I, I didn't. I'm, I'm, I didn't catch it live because I've been sick. But I watched it. While that match with uh, Cody Rhodes and uh, KO was was uh, really fun, yeah. and then women's tag match wedding, was good. That wedding uh, segment was hilarious. It was just, it, it was. Some people are going to be like, "Oh, that was terrible," but I, I was funny. They've, done worse. They've done worse. They've done worse with twenty four seven with Bobby Lashley. Remember Bobby Lashley and, and, oh, and that God. whole thing with uh, with Rusev back in the day, and that that was a terrible angle. So and then they uh, done worse. the men's tag was good. The women's tag was good. Uh, yeah. the promo segment to open it up. It was a better than average raw last night. That's for sure. We have someone leaving WWE. He is one of the best cruiserweight wrestlers of all time. Uh, a former New Japan junior heavyweight champion who came to WWE with much, much fan share. Uh, the time splitter from Tokyo Dome and New Japan Pro Wrestling fame, Kushida. He joined WWE in 2019. And uh, I think he's one of those guys that got lost in the shuffle with the brand split with the changes, with his age, with uh, 205 Live kind of being uh, taken away. He was an NXT Cruiserweight champion. He did lose that title to Roderick Strong. Not the worst run in WWE, but obviously this is a guy who never even got a look at the main roster on Raw or SmackDown. I did think he had an interesting thing here. Um, but, you know, it was just it seemed like there was a real ceiling on what he was doing in uh, WWE NXT. I also think he's a guy, not everyone's the right fit. Get back to New Japan, do some cool stuff at the Tokyo Dome. Yeah, I think the writing was on the wall when they put him in jacket time, to be honest. I think that's a ridiculous tag team. I like Ikimanjiro, but that does not fit Kushida really much at all. No. Um, man, I tell you what, though, if we can get a reunion of the time splitters with him and Alex Shelley, though, now that Alex Shelley's kind of getting more active, that'd be that would be completely awesome. It would be. Yeah, I, would, this- I would really enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't very surprising at all. Um, I was uh, lucky enough to be at Kushida's. Uh, debut at NXT a few years ago here in Orlando, which was very hyped up. A lot of people were very excited to see him. Um, black back in the black and gold days, man, he was absolutely killing it. Ever since the uh, the 2.0 shift and his teaming up with Ikamanjiro, uh, just really didn't fit him who he was. So, I mean, this isn't really surprising. No. I believe that the report said that uh, that I guess that his contract expired. Yeah. So the FIFA Select said that. that- Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, now we know that he could probably make an appearance at New Japan. Will he be making an appearance at the Super Show, Kevin? I don't know anything about the Super Show. I can't speak about the Super Show publicly as I wear my New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, Steven in the chat saying if he goes to AEW right now, according to Meltzer, the plan is to go back to New Japan. So now he may show up in AEW as part of, you know, they, they work together mm-hmm. every once in a while. Um, but the expectation is for him to go back to Japan. Yeah, and uh, some people saying they, they would love to see him back there as well. Yeah, he'd be a real fresh kick in the ass and a familiar face in New Japan. They need people mm-hmm. like that. 
Um, also, I think because he has a familiarity now maybe with more American talent that maybe using him on New Japan Strong in the United mm-hmm. States where you have a, you know, a collective of guys and you have some titles there. And it's kind of it's kind of like their NXT. New Japan's NXT is New Japan Strong. Uh, it's worth worth doing something there. Uh, so we also have some other issues with another big talent over on NXT. Io Shirai. She unfortunately suffered a leg injury. What can you guys tell me about this? Uh, just that, uh, that, you know, she is dealing with leg injury. That's why she hasn't been on television since stand and deliver. Uh, she's been in a walking boot and using crutches. Um, it, it looks like uh, some people think it might have been when she hit the moonsault, moonsault off the top row, uh, top rope to the floor, which is interesting because she's done many other crazy moves in her NXT career for that to be uh, the thing that, uh, that got her hurt. But it looks like she hit the announce table on her way down on that move. So, um, course a lot of people expected her to be uh called up after that and maybe that's why she had disappeared but for right now she is on the shelf uh yeah it's bad timing nxt it is they need stars uh as much as it is a developmental show and that is the purpose of the show now you can see it uh they need they still need stars it's still a show that's on tv you need you still need credible names uh, when SmackDown was created as its own separate show, they put Undertaker there for a reason because it still needed a viable star to get the show going. Even though they, I'm talking like you know 20 years ago when people kind of knew, oh, well, Raw is still the top show. You know, like, like exactly, well, SmackDown exactly. needs still needs a name. Uh, and you're starting to see NXT do this when they have different talent from Raw and SmackDown go there. But obviously, they would want to retain some names. I think Yoshirai is one of those names. I don't think it's a bad thing to be in that position. You're still on national television you know once a week hopefully uh frequently um but bad timing you know uh and uh, also you would have hoped that they would have called her up soon that she would have been introduced after uh wrestlemania but i also don't think you have to reintroduce a bunch of new characters right after wrestlemania you don't have to do that like you can do that in the summer you can do that at different times of the year you know we don't know when we're getting other names that are going to come back we're still waiting on a bailey and an oscar so maybe the timing of this isn't the worst Especially, especially if she wasn't due to come to Raw or SmackDown, we don't know that. You know, that's just yeah. purely speculation. Yeah, it's, um, it, it's it's interesting, right? Because and now that we're having all this influx of new talent on NXT 2.0, we know the Nikita Lions, the Last Legends, uh, making a name for themselves right now. Mandy Rose and Toxic Attraction. Right now, the NXT Women's Division is super flooded, and now that she's injured. Now she's going to be in a limbo, right? Does she come back to NXT 2.0? Does she make the move over to SmackDown or Raw? Who knows? Or does her contract expire? And does she do something somewhere else? I don't know. But it's very interesting timing right now. So right now it's very unfortunate because she's a tremendous uh, athlete, competitor, performer. And right now it's she's just really in the state of limbo. So, man, yeah. my heart goes, my heart goes out to her right now. If you haven't really? done it already, how come you haven't subscribed to Sports Key to Wrestling? Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Marching us towards 29,000 subs. All right, we have Vince Russo with us every single Monday night after Raw. You can check out his Raw review, his fresh one that is up now. Uh, you can also get Dutch Mantel after SmackDown and Rampage on Friday nights, plus bonus shows, bonus interviews. We have a fresh interview with Mark Henry up on the channel as well. And you can get our shows in audio form on podcasts. Thank you to the fans putting us on the top 100 Apple wrestling charts in well over seven different countries recently. We're very, very thankful for that. Uh, fresh content from us nearly six days a week, video, audio, however you want to consume it. 
Let's get into more news. We got a lot to cover here today. I know we're jumping into a lot of different stuff here. Adam Cole recently went on the record with uh, old millennial Meltzer himself, Sean Rassap, talking about his current wrestling career, where he is in AEW, where he was in WWE. And obviously, you had to ask him about the situation with Triple H, who's, who's recently announced his in-ring retirement. You won't see him wrestle anymore. Triple H has been a, a big guiding hand of the last 10 years of wrestling with WWE. Uh, injecting the NXT brand and that obviously changing. But what did Adam Cole have to say about Triple H here? Uh, just in a recent interview here, uh, he had talked about uh, just, uh, you know, just uh, he thinks the world of Sean and, and Triple H and in the in the wake of Triple H retiring from in-ring competition, uh, Adam reiterated that he's happy that Triple H is making the right decision for his family. I said, quote, I made it very apparent, very clear for a very long time, both during my time in NXT and post NXT, that I think the world of Triple H. You brought up Shawn Michaels. I think the world of him, but I learned so much from him. He was a huge, huge mentor to me. So to get the news that was really disheartening because I know how much professional wrestling means to a guy like Hunter. However, at the same time, his health is the most important thing. His family is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. Classy statements here. You know, I know we're so used to... Um... People from AEW and WWE talking trash. Uh, it tends to be a lot more of the AEW people saying provocative things because they just don't care. Uh, but that's that's part of it. You know, they want to yeah. do things that provoke a reaction and get attention. And WWE's take is, you know, recently with Triple H going on the record saying, hey, I think it's healthy for the business that AEW exists. I have guys that I treated there. These are guys I didn't release. These are guys I brought in. So, you know, like it, he was kind of like fairly transparent. And I, I don't want to say the guy's untouchable. You know, no one is untouchable in wrestling. But, you know, the fact that Triple H would say that about a guy like Adam Cole, he's, he was one of the guys he mentioned in that statement earlier this week. So it's nice that Cole kind of comes back. I do think the more we get into this competitive, long race between WWE and AEW, it is a long, long battle. It's, it's how mm -hmm. long do you want to go? What's your market share that you think is, is reasonable here? And, and, that's and okay. Adam Cole... And Adam Cole coming back to WWE would not that that's one that wouldn't shock me. Like it wouldn't, and I I think he's a guy that they would welcome back. I'm not saying it's going to happen anytime soon. We will be talking about a potential act making the jump, or at least being talked about making a jump. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. We'll talk about that. That's coming up within today's episode. We have a ton of news. Let's talk about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold. Uh, there he is on the ATV. Hell of a performance at WrestleMania. One of, one of the favorite things I saw in wrestling this year was Stone Cold Steve Austin having a very physical street fight match with Kevin Owens taking bumps on cement after neck surgeries, knee surgeries, and arm surgeries. All of it. The bionic rattlesnake here says he feels 100% after WrestleMania. Is that correct? Yeah, a very apropos podcast that he was on called the Brew Bound Podcast. He talked about uh, his condition coming out of that match, which was a lengthy, about 15-minute match. He says, I'm 100%. I picked up a little bit of a cold the other day, but I'm back home in Nevada Sunday. I was 100%. Of course, I went back uh, uh, went back into on Sunday to deliver a, bit, a little extra physicality as part of the show, uh, talking about the part with uh, McAfee and McMahon and Theory. Uh, it was exciting time for me to go back into the business that I really, really love. Never thought I'd be back in the ring, but here we are headlining WrestleMania for night one. And it was an honor to be out there. Really excited to be able to just like the last few times, be able to drink broken skull IPA out in the ring. A couple of years ago, we got a lot of exposure for that real proud moment because when El Segundo and I 
came uh, I came out with the lager, which was what everybody was wanting. It was really satisfying because I drank everybody's beer in the past. I've been drinking my beer. Uh, I've been drinking beer my whole life, and we're giving what what, what? The, all those other brands a little bit of a rub using their beer. So to go out there and drink our own beer is very satisfying. Talking about WrestleMania 39, he says, for me to participate in 38, if you had told me you're going to be a part of WrestleMania 38, not only that, you're going to main event night one, I would have said, you're full of shit and you're crazy. And there I was in Dallas, Texas, headlining the event on day one. Never say never, but I would imagine within the scope of that show, it's going to be a big show in a big-time city. It'll be a two-night event again. I'm sure I'm done wrestling, per se, but as part of WWE, I can't imagine that I won't be there in some capacity. I'm not booking myself on the show because I didn't book myself on 38. That's a Vince McMahon thing. I have a great relationship with him. If I get the call, I will be there. Interesting Good to hear. Good to hear. You know, I'm also like Broken Skull Sessions is a cool show. I still want to watch that. He's still deeply involved with WWE. His name will always be connected. Always. You know, and... So the fact that he feels comfortable about the match, he feels physically good. That's that's good to hear. You know, I, I like hearing that. That's pretty cool. Canada Spaceman sings Stone Cold drinks everybody's beer. Don't invite him to your house. <laughs> <laughs> now, what? now what he meant is he drunk he drank everybody's brands while he was on TV during uh, his time in the ring. Now, now, now you gotta drink his. Now you gotta now it's his. time for his brand to get a shine. Yeah. Uh, other people saying they don't need to see him two years in a row, uh, not in a physical capacity. Hey, I'm not writing it out. He just comes out and gives someone a stunner, and he still. Feels I don't he think can it's do it. gonna be a match because no, I think no, no. he wanted That's, he yeah. wanted that to close yeah. in Dallas, yeah. so it won't be a match. But I, I'm I think sure we get he'll... stunners. I think we get segments. Yeah, I think yeah. we get beer yeah. mats. It's in Absolutely. his ba- it's in his backyard. So he used to live in California. He lives in Nevada now. So I wouldn't be surprised if he has some sort of uh, a capacity, whether it be a, uh, uh, you know, I mean, you know, guest referee. I mean, you could see a, a Shane and Austin theory thing. If they continue theory mm-hmm. with Vince and then maybe Shane comes back, you could have Austin ref that, um, you know, it's just something like that for uh, next year. You could see him doing for sure. We have such a busy news day here today. We have so much to cover. We have so much to cover. We will cover that potential AEW name that people think WWE would want to lure just back bit. to the company. Just a bit. Just a bit. Just a bit. It's what ain't going to happen, though. We'll tell you that much. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll get into it, though. We'll just get into it. I I, I don't think it'll happen either. Uh, Veer Mahan, a huge hit in India. So wh- why are we getting this? Obviously, Sportskeeda, we have our roots in India. The, that is where we are based, is a, is a, a big media uh, connection there. And we got a lot of information uh, from sources in India this week. That Veer Mahan is quite the hit with Indian wrestling. Fans. He's coming hard. He's coming hard in India. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so Veer Mahan finally returns uh, to WWE television as this new monster wrecking character on Monday at Raw after months and months and months of vignettes proclaiming him. The guy does look freakishly big. Like like this guy, he moves really well. I'm not saying he's a game-changing wrestler, but he has that larger-than-life turn-your-head-in-an-airport uh, te- clearing uh, test uh, factor there. So, uh, and apparently the numbers for him are very good. Like you've seen, uh, we've seen numbers for WrestleMania and WWE television go up significantly since WrestleMania time. And the past weeks in India, they're they're drawing massive audiences. And a lot of indication is that the Indian audience is really responding to seeing a large 
prominent character represent their culture on television. I mean, not to mention also that, you know, he was already very well known from, you know, the million dollar arm. You know, he's that, you know, baseball player that got recruited back in the day to come to the MLB and play professional baseball. So he already has the roots, uh, the sports roots and fan base over there. And now that he's a WWE superstar, it's just mm-hmm. catapulting to a whole another stratosphere, which is good for him. It's good for him and good for WWE and good for that market in India. Yeah, the uh, Indian uh, the raw the raw ratings got about a ten percent boost ever since he's returned to the company, and of course WrestleMania itself was viewed by fifty six over fifty six million people. Uh, but to have a consistent in India, in India alone, yeah, and to have fifty six con- million people in India alone, and to have a consistent ten percent increase with Veer on your programming, that's pretty huge. Yeah, and you know they have other prominent names. It makes sense. Uh, people sleep on India as a market. Um, I've said it. I know they're doing these shows in the UK. When are we going to start doing something big in Mumbai? Uh, you know, when are we going to start doing something you know, massive in one of those major, major cities? You have massive stadiums. There. I got a question for you. Does AEW do it first? One of them should. You know, uh, one, one of them should. One of them should. One of them yeah, should I, definitely hit it. Uh, I had some conversations with people this weekend at New Japan Pro Wrestling. Okay, I, I, I'm, I'm not able to disclose who I was talking to, but they were talking about how much the India market is untapped. Like, it still is untapped by WWE. They went there and did a live event in a stadium, an untelevised event in a stadium, and it moved tickets. You have people there after the pandemic, or at least we're hopefully on our way out of it or managing it, you know, uh, and they really are going to desire something special if you're going to go to the uk do some big stuff great you're going to go to uh you have that big money contract in saudi arabia great i'm i'm down for these shows i think it's interesting to see them um play to a different audience that sings a different song you know uh and i think it'd be really interesting to see what avir mahan would be like now the thing is if you do that he's going to be in the main event you like you're going to have him and he's going to be a massive draw uh, when they had Jinder Mahal take on Triple H there for that stadium show a few years ago, it was very profitable, very fun thing. And then, you know, things get in the way, and then there's a pandemic for well, two years running. So uh, I think it's a smart move by WWE to have names that draw like that. Uh, you know, they have massive Latin American names. They have some names that ref- rep- uh, represent the African continent as well. They have obviously a big European division. I don't see why you can't have, you know, prominent names here across the Pan-Asian uh, appeal there. And so good on WWE. I mean, I'm not saying I love the guy or I think he's an interesting wrestler. I get I get the reasoning behind it, though. Let's get into it. WWE and Bollywood casual talk. Yeah, uh, Bollywood body slams, baby. That's what we're talking about here. Uh, we've been teasing this story here this whole episode, and I got to talk about it here. We'll talk some Randy Orton before we're done, but we got to talk about somebody that had some connection with Randy Orton. FTR, they are arguably the best tag team in professional wrestling at the moment, had one of the best matches of the year against the Briscoes at the Ring of Honor Supercard Show, the first one produced under the AEW banner. Uh, They've been doing some big, big stuff. They did kind of cool off a little bit near the, uh, the first quarter of 2022 but they had a massive 2021 on television with AEW and uh, were a team that was offered a massive amount of money in 2019 to stay with WWE but they opted to choose their own path and go to All Elite Wrestling as that style seems to appeal more to them as professional wrestlers like their their gimmick is we're an old school wrestling tag team right so their contracts are coming up soon with All Elite Wrestling 
And the word is that WWE has a massive interest in this team that they once offered each individual player $850,000 in an annual salary. Uh, that's a downside guarantee. So that's you're clearing, you're easily clearing a million each if you're working mm-hmm. your dates and you're making your bonuses. That's a, that's a lot of money for a tag team, a mechanical tag team too that that services as heels. So that would, they would be one of the more highest higher paid tag teams in all of professional wrestling. But obviously they opted to go to all the wrestling. Where I, I assume they're also being compensated fairly well, you know, considering everything. Uh, but and life is better well for them. Well. Uh, so WWE has some interest in him. I don't think it's going to change, uh, but it, it does show the appeal of them as a tag team. Who wouldn't want them? If they were available, why wouldn't you want to have a conversation with them? It's worth noting WWE can't approach them at this point. Uh, they're not in that window of their contracts where they can negotiate with anyone at this time. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Because, uh, you know, they left on such a sour note after having that horrible storyline with the Usos. I think we were just talking about it right before we went on air. Um, you know, just remember the Usi Juicy, all right? The Usi Juicy stuff, all right? Usi Hot. No, Usi Hot. The Usi Hot. The Usi Hot. I mean, that was just some terrible stuff back then, right? Mm. But that doesn't take away of how great this tag team is. My favorite tag team in NXT, my favorite tag team in WWE, and my favorite tag team currently in AEW. So, yeah. I mean, these guys, if they come back, it has to be on their terms and to the money that they want. Uh, right now, I don't see that happening. Right now, I see them kind of staying where they are. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the Good Brothers, and they had some of that bad stuff too, but they kind of like that stuff. If you ever watch their uh, uh, their pay per view specials, so they're saying, that's they, expected they, of them. That's yeah, expected that's, of that, them. that's more up their alley. Yeah. But FTR, it's not. That's not them. Uh, pure wrestling is what they're all about. They, you know, they care about tag ropes. They don't care about comedy. So. I, I definitely do not foresee them going back to WWE at all. But the the what if is there, right, Jeremy? I mean, what if they do? I mean, we didn't expect Cody to leave all wrestling like he did and then join WWE. There would have to be crazier things have happened. Crazier things. And, have there would have to be considerable mention, change. And there'd have to be a considerable also, change. Not yeah. to mention also, oh, but well, we do have some considerable change. I mean, look what they've done with the Usos. The Usos are at the, at the very top of their game right now since they had that situation back with the Usi hot storyline a few mm-hmm. years back. That's a different Uso that we're seeing right now, just like it was a different Roman Reigns than we yeah. see right now, a different Cody Rosen, what we see right now. So I think, you know, maybe Vince is finally never realizing. Say, ne- <laughs> never say never, right? Never say never. But I mean, it, they are, it is a different dynamic now. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is a different dynamic. I do think WWE takes their tag teams a little bit more seriously than they did. It's ebbs and flows, you know. Um, you know, there's some people say, "Oh, they don't take the women seriously enough." I think they do. They think they just have a lot of women to feature, so I think that's a part of it too. No, uh, I think they're talking lot. about the tag team division. Yes, they don't. Yes, but, they don't but I mean, care it's, about it's ebbs and flows. You know, like there's times when the tag teams are hot and popping off. Uh, I think the tag teams are. Uh, I'm not saying they're great, but they're better than they were a year ago in WWE. So if you're FT, if you're FTR, what am I coming over to work with? I've already worked with the Usos. I've already had fun with them. I've already done mm-hmm. stuff with the New Day. Like uh, maybe RK Bro is RK Bro still going to be a team when our contract is up? Is that still going to be something? I don't think so. At some point, they're going to break that tag team up. That's the point of it, right? Is they're going to make Riddle yeah, out of this? They thing. keep saying that, but yet we're here. We are a year in. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we here. We are. I'm. I'm this. I just don't like writing off any big potential thing because the last few years in wrestling have told me big stories happen. You know. And WWE wants to compete and you want to compete with them. This is the, this is the blowback now. 
you're going to see guys from All Elite Wrestling. I'm not even saying FTR, but you're going to see guys from All Elite Wrestling go to WWE and vice versa. You know, the wave is going to come back to the shore and people are going to get paid money or they're going to get a bus or they're going to get something that appeals to them or a match they really like or other incentives that don't involve anything with them performing that we don't even know about that are Mm -hmm. super conducive to the type of life they want to live. And then I'm still wrestling and I'm on television. Sure, I'll go to WWE. You know what I mean? Or I'm at this certain stage of my career. I don't want to wrestle that style anymore. I know I can go over to WWE and do this and still perform and protect my body and do whatever I want. Or I want to go to all wrestling and have bangers. You know, like like the options really now are for the talent. And I that's why I think everyone who, you know, bitches and takes a side, the, the side you should take is wrestling. And what's the most appealing thing that those people want to do for their lives and be happy. Let's see what fans are saying here in the comments here. Well, we got, a, this one. We got a question here from David Sampson watching this on Facebook. Here's a silly question. WWE has been doing shows in Canada since December. Does anyone know what's keeping AEW from coming to Canada? Uh, you know, you have different things with visas. You have different things with, uh, you know, crossing the border there. Doing business in Canada, I can tell you from trying to tour and do book comedy shows there, it's not super easy. There are some things that they have, especially coming out of the pandemic. They were, I mean, their their border is open, right? You can tour. There's bands that are going to be up there in, a, in the next couple of weeks and stuff like that, too. They're going to start having some big rock shows and big events. You have baseball teams. It was an issue with the NBA playoffs with uh, the Toronto Raptors in terms of uh, if you can be vaccinated and stuff like that, too. It's worth noting their vaccine laws are different. So, um, you know, there's a lot of different complications that come with it. Also, the taxes, the taxes when you when you do things in Canada are completely different. Oh, I can tell you about taxes. All right. So uh, the 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 issue there isn't just it isn't simple. Going, going and doing shows is not as simple as it once was, especially for WWE in the 90s when they were up in Canada like every few weeks. You know, every few weeks they were up in Canada nearly and w- with one of their touring teams. Uh, now that's not the case. I'd like to see more stuff for Canada. It's another one of those things coming out of the pandemic. Who has an inner show? Who needs a show? Who deserves one? You know, come on. A big show in Toronto makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. Randy Orton. Let's wrap it up with Randy Orton here. Uh, he is uh, on quite the run. By, Hall of Fame, by the way, I want to make Hall a correction. I want to make a correction. It's not 22 years. It's 20 years. So I apologize about that. You should. You should apologize. <laughs> add years to his career already. Jeez. <laughs> All right. Someone's going to. Some, I'm going to run down to Florida and give you an RKO right there in front of your house. Watch that. out. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. Out of nowhere. Um, very expensive flight. But the RKO, I'll nail it. Uh, so he has had quite the career in wwe it's not if he goes in the hall of fame it's just when you know it's just when uh he's been such a pillar of wwe from the ruthless aggression era you know he's a guy who could break rick flair's world title record i do think he's in a position to do that uh and somebody that maybe even you know john cena can do it if he wins one more uh but i think uh randy orton with his dedication to pro wrestling and dedication to wwe is in a position to do that uh, you talk, you know, this is a guy who almost left WWE a few years ago before he signed that last deal. He was in play. Uh, so it'd be interesting uh, to see what happens with him in the next years. Does seem like he's going to be the guy who's locking horns here with Riddle at some point when they break up the tag team. I don't know when they're going to do that, though, because we thought that would have happened before WrestleMania. Right, Jeremy? We were talking about this earlier. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't know. I think it's just because Orton is really loving what he's doing right now 
and he's going to be the one to pull that trigger with Vince when it's time. And, and he doesn't think it's time. And if you listen to the crowd, it's not time. They're still no. getting some of the biggest pops on Raw. Yeah, man. Still riding mm-hmm. the edge of that lightning bolt for, yeah. for 20 years now. And, and he's still very over with the crowd. Yeah. Either be heel or face. The guy's tremendous at whatever role he does. It's pretty amazing. Uh, as it, as they stated here, his first televised match was is going to be on Monday, April 25th. So it'll be interesting if they mention this on Raw. Uh, unfortunately, I'll be out of state, but I won't be able to catch it live, but I'll try to catch it maybe uh, uh, sometime afterwards. I'm, I'm curious to see if they do anything for it. It'll be interesting because that falls right on a Monday. But it's interesting. Comes in in, in 2002 and gets a win right away against Hardcore Holly. It tells you, uh, you know, he, he didn't take a loss uh, out, out of the gate. He, he won right, out, right away, and, uh, uh, and the rest is pretty much history from there. And this isn't a guy who this isn't a guy who has a clean track record. This is a guy who's a very he's a lot he's a lot of marks against him in terms of his behavior. Pooped in some gym bags. Uh, <laughs> the, we've heard things that you know things he did to harass people in WWE. His behavior outside of the ring, legal issues. You know, he's grown. He's grown. He's grown up well beyond that now. He's grown he's up well beyond yeah. that. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's be- he's become he's become a wise sage of wrestling. And here's another thing. This is a guy who's in his 40s who still looks like a million bucks. He still looks. He still moves. A guy who's messed up that shoulder. He has, he has a disorder that causes his shoulders to be like that and still looks and works phenomenal. There is a guy who he is one of the best timed and paced performers in all of professional wrestling. Seven there months no younger one- than me. Yeah, no one with better timing in professional wrestling. Than oh, you know, he's, oh, absolutely. I think you're you're absolutely right. And I and I think it's appropriate that we take this moment to say congratulations, Randy Orton. We're proud of you. Thank you for all for these last two decades. And hopefully we get maybe one more decade out of you. Am I doing it right? Is it this way? Do when I do the pose? Is it like this? You gotta there you gotta go. put your hand up and then you gotta I'm gonna knock ball. over some books if I try. You, you, so. you got to feel like you got a ball of energy, right? And then you just kind of expand that ball of energy and just you look doing up. some DDP yoga right now. What are you doing? Yeah. You do the radio. That's what I do. That's what I do for an hour a day, bro. What do you think? I see so limber, man. Yes, you yes you are limber. I've seen it in person. I've seen it in person. Whoa. <laughs> so uh, we have we have WrestleMania do. backlash coming up in a few weeks. Uh, Jose and I are going to be filming some stuff for our Instagram channels. And our wrestle binge channel. There'll be some little shorts building up to that, so that'll be some fun. Little shorts, little shortsies, little shortsies. Uh, we have some cool interviews coming up. I know I have a big name from AEW that I'll be talking to in the next few weeks, so keep an eye on the channel. Just a little bit of hint for you guys who are watching this far into the show. Uh, if you haven't done so and you're watching on demand, jump into the comments. Just because you're watching this or listening to this, we still want to hear from you. Get us on YouTube. Subscribe to Sports Gear Wrestling on YouTube. If you're with us on Facebook, make sure those notifications are on so you know exactly when we go live. We, we tend to go live between 5, 5.30, depending on what news we have and what the day is like. Uh, Jeremy, I know you're busy with our buddies over at Believe, correct? Yes, sir. Uh, tonight after uh, NXT, Rick Uccino and myself will be recording uh, the NXT post show and which will uh, also talk about a couple of headlines and set the table for AEW tomorrow as well. That'll air tomorrow morning. So uh, search for uh, B L E A V in pro wrestling. 
Uh, and of course, uh, you can follow Jeremy on the Twitter machine at JB Huskers. You can follow Jose at Jose underscore G underscore official. Jose also active on the Tiki Talk and the Instagram, correct? Absolutely, guys. Follow me over yeah. there, Jose G official Instagram and on TikTok. And also follow my show, Recans of Wrestling, every Thursday night at 8 p.m. live on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. There you go. Uh, I will be live with the comedy game coming up here in a few weeks. May 15th, Saturday, that, that second Saturday of May, I will be at Zany's Old Town Famous Comedy Club doing the late night show there. Go check it out. If you want to see the links for that, I'll post them up on my Twitter. I'll also be with AAW. AAW, the premier independent professional wrestling organization in the world. Eric Young making his AAW debut. Mike Bennett on the card as well. And we will have My some brother. massive matches, a massive steel cage grudge match between the one called Manders and Silas Young inside a brutal steel cage. A couple of real men right there. Yeah, I'll, we're going to find out who the real man is. You lock that door. You lock that door. You're going to find out who, who the real man right is there. Never Say Die live on Worldwide Fight TV pay-per-view. Get the Fight app. It is available on all the different apps. And, of course, you can stream it on your Roku's, all that good stuff. Go to aawpro.com. For everything wrestling, you go to sportskita.com. And remember, when watching wrestling, you have to do this very critical, important thing. You have to stretch as we're doing. You have to you know get limber. Get limber. Take a deep breath. Don't mess anyone's gym bags up, all right? And just do this one thing. What is that? Enjoy wrestling. Yeah. Talk to him. Yeah. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out.